Hello and you're all very welcome. We spray my mental health podcast, episode number 29, with myself, David O'Connor. I have a bit of a change of uh, style this evening. I'm delighted to be joined by my first ever guest on the podcast, Mr. Nathan McAleo. How are you, Nathan? How's things? Hey, David, how's things? Good Thanks very much for having me on the podcast. No problem at all. You're very welcome. Uh, and it's no ordinary setting either. We're, uh, <laughs> we've managed to sneak our way into the Crown Plaza Hotel here in Blanchestown. Very classy surroundings. Hopefully, we'll get through the next hour without being asked to leave. Uh, dressed in our tracksuit bottoms and you with a bit of dirt in your mouth as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moustache. <laughs> for November. And... Uh, Nathan, you're 23 years of old, you're 20 years age of old, 20 years of age, you're from Dublin, you're an IT project manager and you have a wonderful, very impressive qualification of enterprise computing which you studied in DCU and that's all fantastic but what I want to talk to you about today is your latest project away from work, you've set up ladvoice.ie, the ladvoice page on Instagram and I want to talk to you about that to launch our conversation. So straight to the off, tell us about ladvoice, tell us about yourself, Sure. for it. Um, so I set up Ladvoice in, I think it was April of this year. Um, I set up the website, I suppose, using my IT skills that I learned in college uh, and trying to build a foundation to kind of distribute a positive, positive message to, you know, men and men. Um, it's called Ladvoice, I suppose. The play on words there is lad and advice, so it comes Ladvoice. Um, so it's, it's direct- a simple name, but it's yeah. impressive. Yeah. Uh, I was proud of it, yeah. yeah um, now I like it. It does. It rolls off your tongue, doesn't but, it? Um, so I set it up. I suppose it is te- the the advice or the content is tailored towards men, but I suppose it's for people in general. Uh, and I am mainly focusing on at the moment is mental health advice and kind of trying to give people the tools to practice resilience rather than being resilient. Trying to kind of maintain their their health. Uh, Hang on, did you just say pre-zillions? Pre-zillions, yeah. Is that actually a word? I don't know, but if it isn't, I'm going to make yeah, it up. That's class. I, yeah. I, I, do you know, I don't even know if it's a word, but I know what it means. Yeah. Um, and if you just came up with that, that's deadly. No, but, I, can't, I can't say that came off the, off the cuff. <laughs> I had that one thought up for a while. Um, so, yeah, um, I suppose, like, if you were to look at your, even your car, for example, your car, it gets a, an NCT every year and you give it a service. Just like your your brain is far more complex than a than a car, so you need to kind of actively maintain and make sure that you're you're looking after yourself. Yeah, don't know about that analogy, but um, uh, yeah. So I suppose mainly focusing on mental health stuff at the moment, but kind of trying to give advice in general across a number of different different topics because I think there's only so much kind of mental health and uh, kind of. Uh, mental health tools that you can take um, so trying to kind of make sure that I'm keeping my, my, my content fresh and kind of uh, trying to reach a, a broad audience let's say yeah no that's fair enough <clears throat> and we think we'll probably touch on that a little bit later when you're talking about on a broader scale with mental health but what you've spoken about and highlighted on your page and I'm going to give an example like you've talked about I've seen like financial advice, mm. dating advice, <laughs> um, getting your prostate checked yeah. um, to your favourite series on Netflix. So it is quite broad. But yeah. I mean, to be honest, you could tie all of that into mental health in many ways. Like So for me at the moment, um, man, family man, mid-30s, working my arse off. Like financial pressure is a massive thing. And I know it's most of my friends as well. They're paying off mortgages and even sale of cars. So yeah. even... You might look at it and say, well, that's not mental health. It is, 
So I suppose probably without even realising it, you're covering the topic of mental health under different, a, a bigger umbrella as such. Mm-hmm. Um, what inspires you with your content? How do you come up with your ideas? How do I come up with my ideas? I suppose like it's through my own experiences and through just observations in life. I suppose everyone is going to kind of have difficulties and kind of different experiences, but I think there's a lot of similarities between what I'm experiencing and what anyone else might be experiencing. So um, I can kind of look at it from my own perspective and then try and make put that out in a content out in a way that kind of people can relate to it and um, will find benefit from it um, and you know in terms of what inspires me to come up with some of the content I could just be driving along one day and have this idea of uh, um, I don't know in terms of bit of background noise there um, in terms of um, like what what make or what do I do that kind of relieves stress and stuff and I'll write it well I won't write it down but I'll try and Make sure I don't forget it, and then when I get out of the car, I'll go home and jot it down into a notebook, and then put some time into trying to put it into an article. And then I post the articles onto the website, and then I kind of from that then I'll create subsections of content for the Instagram page to try and kind of get that audience. And then when I have the audience on the Instagram page, then drive them to the website to kind of give them a bit more in depth and a bit more detailed uh, advice there. Then they are pretty clued in with it pretty much 24-7, like right from the... Yeah, well, I suppose... You're leaving your house to go to work, you're sort of having your mind, I might, I might see something here. And I think, um, I suppose, it's something that I can passively uh, invest time into. Uh, like, it's not something that's that's onerous or something that I don't like doing, so I quite... No en- I quite en- Yeah, I quite enjoy being able to, oh, there's an idea, and uh, jotting it down and then kind of turning that idea into something a bit more... Uh, a bit more meaningful and a bit, uh, bit more, um, bit more substance behind yeah. it. Like, there's two things you said that the first thing you're saying, like your own experience, you know what people can relate to it. And it's funny we've just obviously so people now we've chatted a bit over the last couple of weeks and it may, we've gone into a lot of this stuff in detail. But what I loved was, like I say, you're 23, I'm 25 years of age. There's 12 years between us, yet there was so much of the same stuff that we could completely understand with each other it was like yeah I can see how that would affect you I can see how it would affect me mm-hmm. so despite the age despite the environments that we grew up in the different times that we grew up at the different stages that we're at in our life there's so much like you've just said that just because we're men yeah <laughs> living in 20, I think what, what year is living in 2019 in yeah. Ireland it's affecting us it doesn't matter what age or what stage you're at I think I suppose it's just people in general are all susceptible to stresses and sometimes all that stress can build up and if you let it build up it's going to affect you more so than trying to deal with them and, and manage them as they as they arise and kind of not letting them get to the point of where they're consuming too much time in your brain and stuff like that so um, yeah I think it's human nature it's unavoidable but I suppose when if you can have the right information and kind of have the right tools around you you can really kind of manage that and kind of make sure that it doesn't all build up and kind of hit you too hard I love that because again I know when I was in my early 20s like that was fucking alien to me like I just thought there was something wrong with me I was different I just it wasn't meant to fit in I wasn't mm-hmm. meant to be normal and there was nothing I could do about it so f- for me to hear someone at your age who's just come out of college and you're so fucking self aware and yeah. so clued into it like that get, how would you say like, it kind of 
it makes me feel good because I know there's a generation of people who are now growing up really clued into this because the perception, particularly, I don't like the word stigma, but there is still very much a perception that with men, we don't talk, we bottle up our emotions, and you know, this crisis of masculinity almost, mm-hmm. where just this big muscular alpha males, and we don't well, need Don't worry, I'm definitely not very not, muscular. No, but you know what I mean, I just sort of saying <laughs> yeah, I know, the overall yeah. perception, like whether it's social media or, now I think it is changing, but there is still an element of that, so yeah. with, with that, just to take that and to hold that in mind, with you say and your friends or your circle of friends whether it's in college at work or outside like do you feel within your group people are open to maybe looking out for their mates a bit more and not as selfish yeah i think there's definitely a lot more awareness in general um with people around mental health and it's it is starting to become a topic of conversation uh, perhaps not as much as it should be with certain groups or certain people but um i definitely think that you, you know, you'll even, you'll even see people posting about it on social media and it, it's great to see uh, similar stuff that myself and yourself will be posting around mental health and kind of trying to raise awareness and making people uh, a bit more conscious of it. But the messages on, the so- on social media will be, you know, someone might look like they're okay, but maybe they're not okay, you just don't know. So I think things like that are helping to preempt or promote conversations of, you know, every, every once in a while, every week or so saying to your mate, how's things, how's it going lately, anything bothering you, and stuff like that. And it's even little conversations like that that kind of, that people are reaching out to you and asking you if you're all right, means that you feel better about not being okay. Because mm. it's okay to not be okay sometimes. No, 100%, you're dead. And I think if you're gonna do that, I have a couple of rules, so like I say, I'm at that stage now where I don't see my friends as much. Like sure. I say, everybody has families and it's, it is hard, you know what I mean? It's not an avoidance thing, but I kind of, there's two friends in particular who we had started to drift a bit about two years ago and I was like, no, no there's no fucking way I'm letting this happen. Yeah. And it's just in my head, like every once a week, phone call. It's not even a text, it's just ring them. Yeah. It's not texting to look for permission, can I ring you? It's just ring the phone, answer, and we have a conversation. And it's really nice because it's kind of, you look forward to that phone call, do you know yeah. that way? And it's, yeah. you're actually interacting human voice, like you're getting the tone and the personality of the conversation, which I think is great. So you're right, little things like that, like I'd be conscious of that, just with me friends, like I say, because we don't see each other as much as we kind of like to, or look, life does get in the way. Yeah, People definitely, you know. commitments, you know. Um, but to backtrack just what you were saying about kind of what inspires you, like I always say this, and I get pretty heavy with this, but there's three things that inspire me. Like One is creativity. And mm-hmm. like I said, when I see people being creative, and something as simple as like, you look around here, I'm sure you'll see a fucking painting on the wall. Like, a few nice uh, quotes up there on there. There you go, yeah. Like somebody took the time to Creativity put that together. Creativity is allowing like, oh, yourself yeah, to make mistakes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Read that out here. Creativity is allowing yourself to make mistakes. Art is knowing which ones to keep. Have no fear of perfection. You'll reach. Yeah, we could read that all day. Jesus, that's quite <laughs> timely, isn't it? Yeah, Even though that before. But, yeah. Um, like for me, like, and create, when you talk about creativity, I think the first one that comes to, to mind is lies of art. But it's not restricted to that. Like creativity, we talk about football, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It could be fucking anything. It's like mm-hmm. you doing your blog for your website. When I see someone and putting themselves through a creative process, that fucking inspires me. Mm-hmm. And to follow that up, the second thing that inspires me is sincerity. When I know somebody means what they do, I might necessarily agree with the opinion, 
or you know the nature of what they do but it's like I know he fucking means that like he, he is sincere and true to what he's doing and then that final thing then is necessity when somebody's doing what they have to do and it could be like a fucking single mother a single mother working three jobs to support mm-hmm. our two kids you're like fuck me like that's the shit that isn't yeah, after tomorrow, that's yeah. yeah do you know what I mean like so I, for me to grasp exactly what you're talking about I have to put labels on it like that creativity sincerity and necessity because it makes me understand it yeah. and appreciate it all even more um, so I get you completely if you're leaving driving the walk in that car and your, your mind is just going right it could right, be anything right, like, be like anything, I think yeah. tr- like I find that my brain is, is quite active um, through all walks of life um, yeah. and I will walk like so let's say I'm, I'm walking around the shops I'm not just walking around the shops looking at clothes, I'm walking around the shops thinking. looking at people's interactions, who they're talking to, how they're speaking to them, what their body language is like and all them little things and all that kind of analysis of situations, it's a good thing where when you can kind of make sure you, you manage it and don't Where do you think that comes from? I don't know. Because not everybody is like that. I think it was, I suppose, of an interest in just, of an interest in life and of an interest in kind of what makes people click and kind of how people how people work and the different types of people and stuff. But I suppose I think as a as a kid I was always encouraged to kind of find things out and kind of investigate things and well, not investigate things, it wasn't there and stuff. So you were so you were a nosy little shy Although basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> asked questions and kind of yeah. tried to figure things out and kind of allowed my brain to exercise, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and were you confident doing that with, even as a kid like approaching strangers uh, to sort of, uh, what would you say kind of inquisitive, uh, inquisitiveness no I don't think I don't think I was, I was overly as an overly confident child um, I think if you were to ask people if I was a confident person now I'd say they would probably say yes mm-hmm. um, but I def I wouldn't have been a, an overly confident child or I wouldn't have been a, a loud child by no means more so um more so, I'm not too sure, but I definitely wouldn't have been a, a very confident or loud child. Now, wasn't not to say that I wasn't there uh, or that I was a uh, kind of um, inside myself. Yeah, uh, it was fairly normal. Yeah, um, we wrap it up yeah. with normal. But yeah, no, I get you. And it's interesting because I know with myself now, like I'm, I said, I'm quite ambiverted. Would be the word to use is where you're sort of in between introverted and extroverted. Okay, like right, de- yeah. Depending yeah. on setting and the environment there'd be times where I could go into a room and just completely shit myself <laughs> um, and I'd be like oh my god this is so overwhelming and then there'd be other times I go in and I'm so relaxed and I'll chat to everybody and I listen to everybody I'm not too sure could I even give you an example of which would be which I just don't know which just yeah, depends yeah, on the it's day it's all you very know, dependent like, on the scenario um, look I know I'm a bit claustrophobic and people say to me, but you're on the fucking marathon there's 20,000 yeah, people I'm yeah. like yeah yeah but everybody's going the same direction do you yeah. know that way like, um, and I would have been quite I would have been quiet as a child I think I don't think I would have had but similar to yourself like my attention to detail can be off the scale sometimes yeah. like, you're remembering shit like I'm like I don't even remember looking at that like but yeah. yeah I remember every little detail yeah. but I think like we are saying for me it's almost an interest in people yeah. and what I love about that particularly for me at my worst point like I lost faith in people 
I fucking hated people. Like this. Sometimes me. I would say I can't, couldn't blame you. Yeah. Yeah. No. But this was the thing. Like I pinned all my fucking struggles was just it was people caused me this. Mm. And that's like, like obviously hindsight now I can look at it, it as like there's absolutely no way I could have solved any problems with that. Yeah. But it just seems so easy to blame the fucking world for everything mm-hmm. we've been through. And what's lovely about it is having come sort of full term now, it's like my whole attitude is like, no, no, people are fucking great, like, people are sound. And to give mm-hmm. you an example, like, I fucking deliver pizzas once a week because um, I need to get an extra few bob. Like, and it's amazing how nice people are to you when you're bringing them food, yeah. you know? And what's incredible is if you're picking up a couple of tips, where to get the most tips is all like the fucking the working class areas. It's people who yeah, you know are yeah. people who you know are on low incomes and it's because they can look at you and they appreciate the fact that you're going out to work and do it because you have to, do you know mm-hmm. the way? So it's shit like that, it's like people are fucking deadly, do you know that way? Yeah. Class like. Um I want to focus on career. We've chatted a bit kind of in the background amongst ourselves about sort of career advancement, career progression. And again, it's something I've kind of struggled with, like just, I've always worked hard. Mm-hmm. I've just never really found a career as such. Um, and what I admired so much about you was just your application in college and where it's taken you at such a young age is so fucking impressive. But what I'd like you to talk about is kind of the pressure that we see placed on young people to, I suppose, escape the nine to five, that like, if you're working yeah. nine to five, you couldn't yeah. possibly be happy. Yeah. You have to be a fucking entrepreneur. And mm-hmm. um, what's your, what are your thoughts on that? Where yeah. do you think it comes from? And I suppose, what would be your advice to lads who are maybe feeling that pressure? Yeah, I suppose, well, look, first of all, not everyone's gonna be an entrepreneur, because if everyone's an entrepreneur, you know, who's gonna, who's gonna, no customers. <laughs> who's gonna be the consumer and who's going mm. to actually, you know, be the staff um, and I, I don't mean that in, a, in any sort of negative way when I say staff but you know he's going to be the employees because businesses need to run they need people to run them um, but I think there is a there is a real romance associated with them um, uh, with kind of being an entrepreneur um, in today's today's age um, definitely one to kind of uh, look at uh, the grass isn't always greener um, you know entrepreneurs and kind of business owners there's a lot of pressure associated with it um, you know it, it's not always going to work it's my, my dad uh, opened up his own shop and I won't dwell on it for too long but you know I say in hindsight if you could go back and you know take your safe and kind of comfortable job you would definitely uh, grab it with two hands um, but I think in terms of the pressure the pressure um, to kind of do more or the pressure to to build something uh, I suppose it is to kind of have that that status of yeah look at me I'm brilliant I've created this amazing thing I'm living this lavish lifestyle and I'm I'm successful and um, I think if you're in it for that reason you're in it for the wrong reason and um, now look all those things are great and I wouldn't say no to any of them but I think you, you need to go into it with the right intentions and you need to go into it with kind of the awareness of this is going to be bloody tough and this is going to be a, a hard slog and it's definitely not going to be easy. If it was easy, everyone would be doing it. Um, but um, I think in terms of uh, the pressure or the, that romance element, it does, become, it does come from so, well, social media. I don't want to be painting it in such a bad picture, but I think um, kind of 
yeah, the likes of Gary V now, shout out to Gary V. I do think he's a fantastic content creator and I, I do appreciate his, his stuff. Mm. But I think you need to take it with a pinch of salt and you do need to have that bit of self-awareness when you're into consuming Gary it. Vee, it's a, there's an entertainment element mm. attached to it, isn't there? I mean, there's, like you say, I think in many ways, I don't say he's a right, but yeah, I suppose, yeah, he is. He is fucking titled to, to sort of preach it because he's done it himself. He's practicing it, yeah. But, I mean, you read some of his books and that, it's like, do your job, go home, I walk from fucking six but to three in the I morning. And, but sorry to cut across, he's sort of saying his argument is, don't worry about sleep because I know plenty of people who get eight hours sleep who are miserable. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, well, I, th- I think on the on the sleep side of things, I would never uh, underestimate sleep. Mm. Sleep and rest is essential for your your mental health. And if mm. you're sleep deprived, you're not going to be able to, you know, absorb and kind of interact with life as as you would. You know, I'll go back to the whole thing. I think I compared it. Uh, mental health to, to a car getting its NCT done and getting a, a service you know a car needs petrol to run your yeah. brain needs rest and energy to, to operate so um, but on the the Gary V thing and the going home and because uh, the going home and from your nine to five job and, and kind of doing your your side hustle as he says the side hustle um, yeah that's the term now, isn't it I'll, I kind of I, I kind of I like the concept of that um, and I think I it is something that I one, like, I think I, I talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I put up a couple of stories and went yes. off on a bit of a rant. Uh, just something that popped into my head. But like, if we look at people, and this is kind of touching on finance advice, but if we look at people, particularly my age, there's this whole thing of I want to look rich. Mm. And they're all wearing designer clothes and look, they're nice. And I'm not going to say that I wouldn't wear them myself. but. Just if, a bit, it's a bit, uh, material change. If you're looking, if you're looking at the money that you'll spend on the likes of those designer clothes and stuff, and then you look at the alternative things that you could invest that money into, and I'm not saying investing because investing's tough and it's something that I'd love to get into, but I don't have the, the kind of uh, the information or the I'm not really comfortable with doing it right now. But you don't have you, it yet, though. Yeah, not yet, you but I'm gonna get, get there. there. Exactly. Yeah. yeah um, but if we look at um, if we look at the, the money that you're spending on all these things that material and provide no real value to that money could be put into I don't know I'll go out and buy I, I, I'm doing this myself go out and buy 10 phone cases yeah and try flip them it's extra money that you wouldn't have had before and it's money that you would have wasted on something stupid or something silly mm. and you're putting it into something that could provide you actual, actual value and kind of help you or facilitate you to make an informed decision on whether you want to progress in that avenue of life or stay in your nine to five job. Mm. So I think there's not much there's, there's not too much cost associated with trying to develop a side, side hustle. Yeah. And I'm put but I'm not putting pressure on anyone to go ahead and do it. I need no, to no, you need to be I mean, self aware to again when you tell me about the, the phone cases that you are doing, you're almost a bit like no, it's silly, and it's like no, it's not. It's so fucking simple. It's like, like, like it's so simple. It's genius. Like you selling phone cases. I, what more do you want? Like yeah, I think. Um, What's the, the name of your page, by the way? Uh, the, 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 the phone <laughs> cases is called. Uh, I think it's called uh, Looney Phone Accessories. Uh, yeah, that's sh- on shameless plug. Yeah, uh, but um, that that's uh, something that I'm not kind of pushing too much. But um, yeah, it's there and available. If you want to get a phone case for a fiver, you're more than welcome. But like uh, you said. I remember we chatted about this again and 
I'm sort of keen to emphasize that we have chatted yeah, yeah. about all this and this is sort of what inspired the idea to sort of come together to do an episode in the podcast. But I was saying to you, like, it's, the phone cases is only, it's almost irrelevant. It was, it's the process that's going to stand here. Yeah, sure. That grows and becomes bigger and the phone cases are replaced by something else. It's that process of procurement, setting up your, you know, the... Okay. the um, What's the word? Um, the, com- the commercial side of it that's mm-hmm. going to stand to you, and it's such a simple idea, and it's probably taking you what? Yeah, no, I haven't, haven't, like haven't invested leaving. much time into it, and I don't think you need to invest overly excessive amounts mm-hmm. of time into kind of trying to build up a kind of an additional revenue stream. And I think one thing definitely to mention on, on this topic of trying to build your own business or be an entrepreneur, like I think people need to stop. Roman, again, I'm going to say romanticizing uh, this whole thing of I'm going to be the next Google or I'm going to be the next Facebook, I'm going to be the next Amazon. You know, those companies are massive machine, like massive commercial machines, and there's only <coughs> going to be a small, very small percentage of people who are going to, ever going to achieve that. And yeah, if you have the ambition and the drive to go ahead and try and do it, absolutely, you know, you can go into it with that um, or that that goal or or that plan, but. Sometimes the very the simplest of ideas can can be just as sufficient for what you want to do in life. It's not it's not about becoming the next the next Google or the next Facebook. You don't have to be the next Google. It's sometimes sometimes it'd be a stressful (laughs) old job. (laughs) To be more than a side hustle, I tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's funny because I know so for me, my side hustle compared to commas has obviously been within the fitness world for the last fucking fifteen years, like. and what I found, so a couple of things for with that particular industry, and you're working one-on-one with people, and there's a lot of admin work as such, and yeah. a lot of check-in time, a lot of phone calls, because you're dealing, with, you're dealing with people's health effectively, and you have to keep in touch um, and make sure you're on top of everything. So it is quite time-consuming. But what I found was I became almost so comfortable with it, of something I love, it mm-hmm. just became a fucking chore. And I found, I just fell into the trap of, uh, I'm comfortable in my job, I'm never going to do this full time, but if I am to succeed, I have to do it full time, mm-hmm. but I'm sort of bouncing between. Yeah, and I'm a, only bringing this up. 22. Yeah, yeah, I'm only bringing this up because this is my experience of the side hustle. Mm. Um, as, much as, as much as I enjoy it, love the topic, I'm sort of stuck between that rock and hard place because... I feel to advance it, I have to go full time. And if I don't, I'm just going to be in this circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think, I suppose, it's all about that. Well, it is kind of, we're not going not, to, not necessarily a leap of faith, but mm. it is a bit of a leap of faith to kind of say, do you know what? Been the, been the nine to five, I'm going, I'm going and chasing this. And if I, if I don't get it, the reality is, you know, you didn't achieve your goal, or you're, you feel disappointed, or you feel as if you know I've failed, but not necessarily failed. You, you've learned, and you've got experiences, and you've kind of grown as a person. You've got more, um, more, uh, more, um, more insight into it. I suppose, in, yeah, insight yeah. into what you wanted to do, and then you know the thing you could you can always go back to the job, but I think circumstances and kind of uh, I suppose your your environment that you're in kind of do are heavily dependent on whether you can make that decision or not yeah. so 
and I'm only bringing it up. It's, it's not a fucking oh God love me, do you know? Right? I'm just giving you, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. rather than me sitting here fucking slamming Gary V, like how day. Yeah. I'm just giving you my experience of it, and that's just my re- my yeah. reality where I'm at with it. Um, so yeah, you do see it, though, don't you? It's, it's and the fit the fitness industry is Jesus rampant in it, like qualified PT labels himself an entrepreneur and you're like yeah, man, yeah. please don't put that pressure on yourself just go and fucking train people and enjoy yourself enjoy yeah. your process and as I just said like, I didn't feel like much of an entrepreneur when I was cleaning fucking weights and toilets in the gym yeah. do you know the way like, so it's I think you're right it's, it's, it's an image thing um, that fucking culture in some cases not all there's, this is, there's two ways to look at this there's that culture of narcissism where people just want to feel like they're the shit yeah. and the other side of it equally is the culture of fucking insecurity where people want to perceive that oh, I'm a little bit better than maybe I think I am yeah. if other people see this they'll think I'm better and so it's a bit of a balance there yeah, sometimes think, you can get that sometimes you can read it wrong you maybe think this guy is actually coming across as an arsehole but it's the opposite he's crying out for fucking help do you know that way mm. so yeah, now it's a fucking. You could probably. I think yeah, you could, could probably talk do, for. I was going to say, yeah, we could do an entire episode on that, couldn't we? But yeah. I think it, it probably lays nicely into the topic of social media. Um, sure. And it's sort of come up in a couple of things we, we've spoken about already. And I'm interested in bringing this up for two reasons. Number one is, I think the automatic response when we talk about social media is always fucking negative. Yeah. It's like it's such a bad impact on people's mental health and. Man, look, in many ways it is, and I've, it can I've be, been yeah. on the receiving end of that too because I fucking compare myself to the world. But I want, I, I'd like the two of us to maybe look and chat about the negatives and the positives of it. Yeah, and if yeah. you want to take that away, whichever you want to do for Yeah, I actually did a, I did a, I think I did a, an article on, well, not necessarily social media on its own, but I think I did it on phone usage. Um, so I did that um, for the Lab Voice page, and it's around kind of being aware of how much time you use on your phone. Mm. You have these, uh, the, the, track, the, track it, uh, the usage the usage apps on your phone that gives you the total amount of hours spent per day which sometimes can be scary um, but yeah so on, on that topic I think social media it, it's a tool and it's down to the person who's using it to, to kind of use it in a way that they see fit for themselves and I think people can get a bit lost in it um, particularly if you're not aware of kind of both the positive and the negative aspects of it and kind of comparing yourself to other people because when someone posts something on Instagram or they post something on Facebook, that's one split second out of the day or maybe 10 10 minutes to try and get the right picture. But, um, you know, it's easy to share, you know, images of you laughing and having fun Mm. on social media. What you wouldn't see is all the negative things that were going on in their life. And people are then saying, oh my God, they have such a fantastic life, why can't I have that as well um, but you know I think it can be a positive tool as well and it's all around the, the content that you're consuming and kind of the way that you use it um, like in terms of there is a lot of like my lad voice page give it a follow mm. ladvoice.ie um, what a shameless book keep yeah. doing it nah, <laughs> knock it out there knock it out of the park for the next hour it's self, self, <laughs> self promotion um, but um, it is around the content that you consume and like there is plenty of, of uh, pages and, and um, you know, accounts that are promoting a lot of a positive messaging and trying to raise awareness and it is becoming something that's getting a lot more attention. Um, and it's supposed to be aware of, look, these people who are all celebrities and stuff and wearing all these designer, again, designer clothes, going so out to the nice... Most of them wouldn't even 
use that. It's not them going out to the like using their social media. Yeah. I mean, sorry, if, if we, yeah, oh yeah, they're, someone's you know, managing it for someone's something. managing yeah, it for them. Yeah. But um, like they're going out to nightclubs and getting big bottles of Shrock and Belvedere vodka and stuff. And then there's like people like like me or you know yourself, and they're going out and they're they're trying to live a lifestyle of all these celebrities. But these celebrities have tenfold their income and. They're, co- they're, they're comfortably, well, somebody, even the, those celebrities, the way that they spend their money and end up going bankrupt, I don't know how it's possible, but anyway, that's another topic. Yeah. But, you know, you, you're, you're working a fairly, av- well, and when I say you're, I just mean people in general, you're working a fairly average job, you're getting a fairly standard enough income. You're average industrial and, wage, and yeah. then you're going out and trying to live a life of a celebrity. Mm. It's brilliant and people need to have good experiences and kind of enjoy themselves, but I suppose, it's un- it's unattainable. Did you see the the documentary Fire? I did yeah yeah. yeah. Madness. Well, do you know what blew me away that? Um, well, your man was a fucking. <laughs> yeah, yeah he was a cowboy. Yeah. No, to be fair to him, I think he did want it to happen. Yeah, he did. Because he was such a narcissist, like. Yeah. But it was just a pie in the sky from, mm. from day one. But what blew me away was the bit at the end where they're saying about people can hire a fucking private jet on a runway yeah. just for a photo shoot. Just take a picture, The yeah. bleeding plane doesn't leave the runway. I know, yeah. So you can just hire this for an hour to bleed and dress up, super glam, and pretend to your mates that you're on a fucking private jet. Yeah. That, oh, uh, it, it's it's crazy. I think the lengths <laughs> that people will go to to try and portray that they're living a fantastic life mm. is, is mad. And, you know, again, like I said, there's a great guy called... Cal Newport, he wrote a book called Deep Walk, and he was one of the first guys about four years ago that was just imploring people to quit social media. And yeah. at the time, like he got fucking slaughtered. But he's kind of saying now, like it's not that wild of an idea for people. Do you know that way? Yeah. Like, sort of like people are more actually. Yeah, you I think could be right. What I said in the um in the, the article that I did around kind of phone usage because you know social me- media you're, you're bored and you're sitting at home you're doing nothing ah, I'll go on Instagram see see what everyone's up to see what the story is I'll go on to Snapchat see what people are up to and it's not because it's not because it's something that you want to do or something that you're overly interested in it's just you're bored and it's just your default go-to thing mm. and I think you know you need to kind of set set time aside throughout your day and week that you're gonna not be on your phone and leave your phone to the side and do something else and something that I've done is or it's something that I've said in the article is you know when you're having your dinner leave your phone upstairs in your room and eat your dinner and talk to your family or whoever actually interact with or, or even people. just yeah or even just spend the time with yourself and relax like relax and shut off from all this constantly being connected because again you need to shut off and you need to kind of refocus yourself and um, so you know there's one simple thing and it's not gonna it's not gonna solve things dramatically but it's one small step along the way to doing it and then the other thing is you know start reading a book take half an hour every day and read the book and leave your phone downstairs or when you're going to the gym knock your phone on um do not disturb mode and have your your earphones in yeah and again all that is just time taken away from this whole being constantly connected and allowing your brain to have time to think and time to to I suppose refresh yourself refresh yourself because when you're when you're constantly being tipped on the shoulder or you know with, with a notification being tapped on the shoulder you're not going to be able to concentrate on other things you're going to be like you're going to be constantly focused on that notification or that buzz or 
that screen. So I have a couple of practices. So the first one is I won't I won't use my phone for the first two hours that I'm up. So during the week if I'm up, say I'm up at six o'clock, like I won't go near it till actually probably nine o'clock I'd say. Um and when I'm in work, so I'm on the road all day and I'm in and out of shops mm-hmm. selling stuff to you that yeah. um, I leave the phone in the car. Mm-hmm. I leave it under the seat. So if anyone wants to break into my car, my phone's under my seat yeah, if yeah. want it. But I won't bring but, it in. We'll give out his reg now. Yeah, it's like what you say though, it's it's our sight, our mind. And then the tour one then is um, this is going to sound a bit contradictory considering it's a Sunday night, but uh, a Sunday I won't touch my phone. It's That's a no phone day. Yeah. Um, I put it away in the morning. We're all out. It's a family day out and I won't touch it till probably 8 o'clock that night. Now, sorry, tonight was different. I had to ring yeah. it, obviously. Yeah. To be it's a brilliant here. one, though. Uh, I think, you know, I think if people were to listen to this and ask themselves the question of could you leave your phone at home for the day and not feel anxious or not mm. feel worried or not feel kind of on edge that you're not connected they would all say yes I would feel like that and it is a difficult thing to do mm. and to start and by, by no means am I saying that uh, you know I'm practicing what I'm preaching here well I'm practicing it in, in, on a small scale but um, you know I think people if they were to reduce the amount of time on their phone and I'm not trying to say to someone here throw your phone away for the day and don't go near it because you need to gradually build up to it in terms of you can't you know you need to go cold what, you need to you like need to walk it. before you can run kind of thing mm. but doing those small little things and then maybe you know one day a week like like you're practicing now is leave the phone at home or it's liberating man, I'm telling you and the gas thing is right Nine times out of ten, like I will come back. I won't have a fucking text or WhatsApp, a missed call. I won't have an out of a cat. Like I've I'll, missed nothing. Yeah. I'll drop you a text next day. Uh, yeah, next, next Sunday, Sunday just to o'clock. have something nice there. <laughs> right, right back to the phone. Too. But you're right, and I think on your saying that could people separate themselves from a friend of mine. When I told my friend about this, like he started, he tried it, and he was getting on grand. He said, and he said one day he went to work and forgot his phone. And he said his anxiety was through the fucking roof mm. because it wasn't his decision. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you're saying, I think if you, if you volunteer in your head, right, I'm fucking leaving this aside, it's fine. But because it wasn't actually a, a decision for him to make, he had actually just forgotten it. He said, like, he couldn't concentrate. He's a teacher. He said he couldn't actually concentrate and walk, thinking, like, holy fuck, like. And like that, he got home. Do you think he missed that? No. No, no. of course not. <laughs> he just had to find something else to do with his bit of free yeah. time. And funny, I don't know if you're talking this, uh, right? I had to reel this in, and this is just, maybe this makes me sound like a prick, I don't know, but I just found myself, I'm only going back recently, a couple of months, getting really annoyed at people, at bus stops, on the <laughs> bus, this, you know, on the phone, and the car, on the phone, yeah. and I remember just saying, hang on here a second, you little prick, like, you're doing the same fucking, do you know, talking to myself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, who am I to be judging, like, but I, I kind of do, do I, I, I try and leave the phone if I'm in a queue, or do you know that yeah, way? Yeah, I like, do think, though, I do think, well, particularly, and this is around the thing about observing people and the way mm. they interact with others, but you'll see, like, you'll go out to, like, the pub, or you'll, you'll be out for food in the restaurant, and my thing is, if you're out for food with someone, you leave the phone like mm. off the table and it's it's not picked up. You know, it's. I'm not saying you can't use it, but you know, you're not there just aimlessly scrolling up Instagram or Snapchat. You're with that person and you're trying to have a meaningful conversation, and you need to have more of them. Um, but I I look to my left or right, and 
I often do like sitting in kind of a position in the in the where you're sitting there now because right. you've got a vantage point of, yeah, of everyone. Yeah, I'm right in the corner. You're able to see. see it. And actually, we, we can't point out. No one's actually on the phone. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Just to knock us back, take us down off our perch here. Nobody's on the phone. <laughs> um, but like you'll see people on dates. And the both of them are just there sitting on their phone. On Tinder. <laughs> they could yeah. be. But like they're just sitting on their phone and they're not talking to each other at all. And you're like, Jesus Christ, you may as well stay at home. What's is it attention residue, isn't it? Like you're on your phone and you're looking up and the first thing you'll say is, sorry, what was that? Yeah, like you, you know. Give the person full attention, you know. Yeah, exactly. You're there with them to in talk and engage so mm. if you're going to just sit in your phone you may as well stay at home and not bother with it in the first place and I think the, you know social media we are we, I think maybe we've portrayed it in a bad light more than a positive one no we'll, get on, we'll, get on, we'll balance that out don't worry we're only 40 minutes in we still have a good this is Joe Rogan territory we're going to be here for three hours <laughs> good and stuff. Fine. Um, we'll balance it out but I think it is it's important just to be, it's, be more aware of it though. Yeah. be more aware of the downfalls and 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 the, the kind of the highs of it too, but yeah, um, exactly. it's all, it is all about that awareness, and I think awareness throughout whole, your whole life is is a very important uh, attribute or skill or kind of thing to do. Another one as well. I remember this year we were away. We were away for two weeks like that. This was a proper North Dublin holiday. There was about thirty of us away. It was fantastic. All family, like kids yeah. and everything, was great. But uh, when we got to Dublin Airport, like I tore my phone off in the bag. Mm. That was it, like. Um, I tried to do that one as well. Two weeks, I didn't touch it, man. I yeah. swear to God, like. And here's the gas thing, you thought, like, I love reading. I read fucking six books in the holiday. Wow, people were like, what the fuck? Yeah. Well, I do, I love reading. Yeah. Like you say, man, it's stupid stuff like that to distract Surprised your suitcase wasn't over but, the limit um, with it, all them books. Yeah, oh, yeah. Just, actually, I left a couple of them over <laughs> yeah. there, but. Um, like that man it was great and I felt fucking great I yeah. really wanted to tell people yeah, not, yeah. That, not that anyone gives a shit like, do you yeah. know what I mean yeah. but. I, um, I was away in Naples this summer and uh, I was with my, my mum and my, my sister was playing football over there but it, that's what something that I did do was for the day I'd leave the phone up in the apartment and just go out and enjoy life and actually enjoy the moment rather than trying to share it on social media mm. um, so yeah um, so suppose we balance it out with the positives. And yeah, I suppose the first yeah. one to say, I mean, the obvious one is this. Yeah, the connections, yeah. We're actually, as you say, we're in person here chatting. We've been chatting a bit the last few weeks, as I said. Like, I got, in, I got or we were connected on Instagram through your sister. Yeah, she shared who, the page, yeah. Yeah, who I was connected with through football, through charity. Do you know that way we were saying mm. the day before, it sort of all traced back a bit. So that's the positive side is you do sort of, it's like you say, it's who you follow as well, isn't it? You can yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, Filter out the bullshit. I think with, say, the mental, the, the mental health awareness, I know for me over the years, like it was the first time in my life, and originally I used to do a blog on Twitter. Mm. Um, I'm going back about five years ago where I used to write about my mental health and share it. Now, I, I kind of kept it very separate to sort of other stuff, but... It was the first time in my life I actually connected with people and had an open conversation about my mental health and listened to other people about their problems as well. Mm-hmm. So that to me was a massive, massive positive and as well in, so as most people listen to this will know, like my goal over five years is to raise 100,000 euro for different mental health charities. Yeah, you're doing through, great work with charities. And through stuff, fucking perfectly same behaviour, like running 10 marathons in 10 days, like, but yeah. just through different challenges. But I always say it like, 
I've raised, I think it's about 23,000 now. Mm. I'd say, I'd be confident in saying 70 or 80% of that has come from people I don't even know. Yeah. On social Through media. The power of social so media. There yeah. you go, like that's the positive as well. So mm. I'm sure you can maybe open up as well and some of the positives you've experienced as well so far. Yeah, I suppose in, in terms of the social media aspect, uh, we spoke about entrepreneurship earlier on, but it can be used as a tool to promote and kind of uh, reach an audience. And I think, well, some of the stuff, the way that Instagram and Facebook is gone, that you can target ads at people, it's a little bit scary, the, the detail that you can get down to. But, you know, in terms of that, it, it does give you the facility to kind of go and chase that side hustle or, or kind of set up that side business of, you know, it can all be done from your phone and it's so easy to access and stuff like that. So um, I think that aspect of, of being able to reach an audience and kind of connect with people is, is fantastic. And then I suppose for me, like, I think the main app, the main app that I use at the moment is, is Instagram and like of, of my personal account on that as well. But I see, the, see it as kind of like a, a digital photo album and it's kind of something that you can go back and look at memories. and. I suppose you could just say, oh yeah, well you have them on your phone, but yeah, they'll be f- filled in there with a lot of crappy screenshots of, mm. oh, I don't know, whatever. Um, From your lad's group chat, like, <laughs> <laughs> stuff yeah. you'd rather not be Actually, in a, in a group chat with some guys in work and some of the stuff that gets sent into that is mad weird, yeah. so. I'm not, in any, I'm not in any WhatsApp groups. Yeah. I'm proud to say that, I thank you, it's probably just as well. Um, no, I'm not. Mm. Maybe it's maybe for no mates, that's, that's the one you, you need to be, yeah. like, but... Um, I don't think you're missing out on no, much. No, probably not. It's usually, yeah, no. it's usually bollocks, isn't yeah. it? Like, <laughs> um, I think, yeah, I think, again, and this, this could fall into positive or negative. It's just a general overview, I suppose, is it's what you're using it for, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. the first thing you said. Like, you give somebody a knife, you could fucking butter bread or stab somebody. So yeah. it's, and I think the interesting thing is, particularly with like you say Instagram which I think is not what they say it's the most popular with sort of 18 to 26 year olds yeah I think it's the most popular platform yeah yeah. Um, I often find it anyway like if you see somebody posting something like they fucking won player of the year they won yeah it's brilliant you're able to celebrate achievements you know they had a baby you know you're straight on it like fucking congrats I think that's like for me I think I don't think you fucking look at that prick that's always no no not at all it's brilliant it's brilliant and people sharing moments of their life yeah, exactly. you're able to kind of say I hear that's that's great well yeah. like kind of well done or you know I really like that kind of thing and I think that's maybe the argument about oh, people only share the good stuff they don't share if people were sharing every bad moment of the day, like who the fuck wants to see that like, yeah. I, like I try and be transparent about my emotional vitality like and, and without pissing people off do you know what I mean because yeah, I yeah. affected by depression you're not immune to pissing people off like mm-hmm. um, but like I say, you're not going to go in like fucking posting about oh, yeah. that fucking prick of a bus driver pulled off just as yeah. I was about. Do you know what I mean? I'm not, <laughs> ask, I'm not asking you to take a picture of your spot in, every, your, your, spot in your face every morning. Yeah, like yeah that. exactly. It's yeah, stuff the people that want to see. But, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, it, it is a, a great way to kind of share your kind of life experiences with people with people that who follow you. And mm. that's presumed that people that, those, that follow you are your, your friends or, or work colleagues or people from school that you would you, you would probably lose touch with otherwise and it is kind of nice to keep that connection alive so that's that's a positive as yeah well. definitely and i think again i suppose a segue just it's, it's still about connection and this is something i wanted to bring up about i sort of said the importance of sport but i suppose how would you better address it? the importance of social circles 
mm. for connection. And I, I use Spartan as an example because I know the two of us can give a good example. Yeah, so yeah. Just to kind of take it from an online platform mm. into the real world. And it's still, this is all still under the umbrella of mental health and looking after yourself. Will you open up a bit just on that, the importance of social circles, whether it's family, friends, sport, whatever it is for you, how yeah, important sure. it is and why it's important for people? I think it's hugely important to have, well, you know, connections with people in real life and wherever they, they come from, whether it's sport, uh, a, ho- a different hobby or whatever, uh, really important. Um, and I suppose you're going to have different social groups with the different with different hobbies or interests that you have, I suppose. And it's good to have that. Um, and it, you know, you do need to meet up with people and have meaningful conversations and kind of share passion, passions and interests. Um, but I suppose something that I would go, or something that I would do that's uh, around sport uh, and kind of having that social group and community and it is a real community feel and there's a great buzz around the place uh, particularly di- this year uh, is going to bowls matches of a Friday night I go there with my um, sister and my dad and we've been going there since I'd say I'm probably about seven uh, this, is, this is probably where we're going to fall out isn't yeah, it? yeah yeah I was actually tempted to wear, I was actually tempted to wear the bowls jersey today yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I decided no, against you're, it you're very kind yeah. Nice. <laughs> uh, but yeah I, I like this year going to, going to those bowls matches and, and that's something where now it might take out the odd the, the camera take out the odd picture but you go there phones in the pocket and you're living in the moment and you're enjoying every single minute of it and you're talking and interacting with not just your my sister and my dad but pe- people all around the stadium because everyone that's there kind of has, for the same reason, has that one yeah. vision and that w- that one kind of common interest and it's a beautiful thing and I, the the well another thing is not just sport but kind of music and when we say music uh, some of the balls chants this year have been fantastic um, and to, to kind of all together as once come together and belt out those chants bit of Johnny Logan yeah, it's, I'm afraid, bi- it's you know, biblical like. yeah <laughs> yeah now we are right because I mean obviously this is why we brought this up because I I have that exact same thing with shells yeah so like I've been following shells since well I say follow I was first brought down when I was eight mm which makes me feel old now talking to you. That was 1992. <coughs> so the first year we brought down, we actually won the league. Yeah. Uh, we won it up in Dundalk. Uh, Brian Flood, unbelievable goal. And I actually somehow remember this. I remember that goal. I don't remember anything else. But I just remember thinking, like, this is like a fucking party. It must be like this all the time, mm. you know the way? But like you say, every friend I have now is someone I met in Talca Park 20, 20 or 25 years ago. Mm. Like, there's friends of mine met their wives down there. Do you know the way there's like the yeah. men that kids after fucking Wes Hewlett and, <laughs> and I'm not joking, like, yeah. this is all true. Like um you, I don't know if you use the it, it's tribal almost. It is, yeah. I I know particularly sort of late nineties, early two thousands, like I put up with a lot like not just me, but anyone who was involved, League of Ireland, you got that, that's fucking shy, why would you go to that? And it's that side still, of it. You still get it, yeah? Yeah, no, yeah. but you know, it's exactly what you were saying, I was like, no, no, it's a social side you're not seeing, like, it doesn't yeah. matter, listen, every second game might be crap, it doesn't matter, like, it's yeah. just, you're sharing this with people who understand, like, and, like, I always, like, the best summer of my life, like, 2004, like, we were fucking half an hour away from the Champions League, like, yeah, um, yeah, is that when they played Deportivo? Yeah, yeah, we yeah, went, yeah. Um, we went to Iceland, we went to Croatia, Asia, mm. uh, we went to fucking Deportivo and then we went into what was obviously the UEFA Cup. Pat Fennin, um, the manager now, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah, my next door neighbour, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Lives across the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's done well over, to be fair to yeah. him. But, uh, like, that summer was 
I was saving to do my last year at college, mm. to go to England for my last year. Oh, gee, I blew every penny on those four <laughs> trips. Yeah. Like, I fucking... Nah, you couldn't miss <laughs> you, But that's the thing, looking back, you're like, there's not a chance I wouldn't have changed anything. Mm. And even that, you're like, you know, now, like, say Croatia, it's a bloody tourist hotbed. So yeah. We ever there, it was like, yeah, 2004, pal, yeah, yeah. before it was cool, yeah, like, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um, like some of the play, and you you might get this next year. Both are in Europe. Yeah, we got, we're going. Well, oh, there you go. You know, yeah, you're probably looking at it saying, "I'm going to get a holiday." Yeah, I'm going. I'm regardless, even if it's like, a trip to Real in Wales or something, yeah. I'm going. <laughs> Real, we stopped in Real. Ranger, Shells played Rangers in 1998 in the UEFA Cup, and I got moved to Prenton Park, which is Tranmere's ground, mm. and we had to get the boat over. And they left us in real for the day. Like, I can only describe it. Some it's, like, it's like Bray without the mountain. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, very good. There was nothing there. Like, yeah. It was bizarre. Uh, so yeah, we were three nil up with half an hour left, and we're beating five three. Oh wow! Yeah, have you ever come across that? Uh, YouTube that when you go home. And, give it a look. Yeah. Yeah. We three. It's almost. It's almost again. like this year when uh, <coughs> this was a fantastic Bowls match where we're, where shells are beating us two 0 in yeah. the cup and we no, came back and won three two. Brilliant night. Oh, that that, yeah, that's the night your man should have been sent off. Yeah, yeah. It's funny that night actually, and it's a good example because going to that match, like that was like I fucking missed this. Like obviously, yeah. <laughs> nearly a decade in second division one, the mm. graveyard, and you're going there. You can see the floodlights and the crowd are going. Like, the game was so loud. Oh, the atmosphere you know was electric. But, it was but that's me. You can feel it walking up to the ground, and like you don't get that. Do you know what I mean? Division one, you just yeah. don't like. And, and particularly the bows and bows and shells. Yeah. You know, rivalry, the rivalry, like, yeah. Yeah, look, she'll be walking up the daily, man. <laughs> it could be a regular thing in a couple of years. Yeah, we'll see yeah, what yeah. happens, like, but Shared stadium. Um, how long are you following both? Because this is interesting. Since it, it, it is relevant to Since I think I'm seven, yeah. yeah. Seven yeah, or dad, so. Brought, yeah, yeah, my dad, my dad supported him when he was younger and mm. used to go to daily mount with his friends as well. Then, you know, when I got to the age of being able to bring me, uh, brought me every, well, yeah, pretty much every Friday for the last. How do we do the maths on this? Seven. Uh, Get the abacus out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, since the last 16 years? 16 years, years 16, yeah. yeah. Didn't want to get it wrong. Yeah, no, that's all right, yeah. Um, it's funny, actually, because my, my dad actually played League of he was a quality baller. Yeah. Like, and I think I failed to live up. There was a mix up in the jeans. Like, like <laughs> I failed to live up to the, to the expectation. Like, and I probably pressured myself. There was never any pressure for him. Like, but I always, oh, shit, yeah. my dad's deadly. I need to be deadly. Mm. I think I peaked um, at under 10s and was yeah. down from there. <laughs> I didn't even peak. Like, that was the problem. I never reached the peak. But he, um, he was very much a pops man. Like, but when I got involved, like I, obviously like I was coaching with the skill boys and then I was coaching with the force team. Which, yeah, yeah. Like for any football, football. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like that's like a football I wanted to play for. The for me, my ambition was to coach with the force team with yeah. Shells. And I'm very fortunate. I did it for five years. But what's funny is like, my dad's like a fucking diehard now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's at every game. Like, he comes down to every home game now and just doesn't want to miss it. Like, um, And it's nice because... It's it's a thing I do with me dad now. I'll see him on a Friday yeah, night brilliant. for the Shells game, like like, your, like yourself, mm. like, and we wouldn't have always had that because he wouldn't have always gone to Shells games when we were growing up. It's only kind of recent years now, um, and it's it's gas because he's mad into it. It's all of, it's a force name basis with the players now. Which you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's almost getting frustrated when things aren't going well. But uh, even the night we won the league and all, he was in the bar afterwards. I was like, would you look at this fella, like? Yeah. life or life yeah, yeah, yeah. it is nice and it's exactly what you're talking about we have that now with me dad mm. whereas I didn't really have it when I was younger because we kind of just went on our own a group yeah. of lads but I think you know? you know again it all comes down to 
sharing a passion and an interest with people that you care about and people mm -hmm. that you enjoy spending time with and it's fantastic and something that you know you have to do you need to need to um kind of experience and things and right we five minutes left here so uh, we're gonna get the warning on the clock here so we move it along quickly just very to wrap it up i suppose to bring us into the close just hit me with a couple of books films songs anything along those lines that maybe influence you um or that you love you maybe carried with you over a couple of years yeah uh, actually i'll start with i'll start with books because i am trying to read more books lately but um i'm reading um reading uh, rich dad poor dad it's all around kind of financial literacy and stuff i think it probably should be taught in skills and um, but uh, I read The Secret and it was a little bit difficult to get into but I think kind of the concept and the idea behind it is fantastic uh, and it's all around kind of trying to, the law of attraction and kind of trying to have uh, the right mindset and stuff but the, actually a film and I actually thought about this uh, the, other, the other day or something, don't know why but it was, uh, the thing was called The Fox and the Hound and I, this is the first film that I ever the cried. The Disney film? Yeah, yeah, first right. film they ever cried at and it was on a, it was on a videotape plugged into this absolute anchor of a TV that we had <laughs> back in the day, though, yeah, it? yeah, but um, that's the first film I ever cried at and it's all around kind of, I suppose people can come from different backgrounds and different walks of life, but you know, people are people and the kind of connection that you can build with someone is something that's always got real, films real, have the most endearing real substance. Messages, I think a lot of them have yeah. like kind of a lot of core life values uh, Toy Story in, the, in the background of them. Now Toy Story 3 with a holding hands going down into the incinerator. Yeah. Man, or even uh, lump me watching that. even uh, <laughs> Thomas the Tank Engine, the little the, li the little engine that could, you know, <laughs> the little engine that could. <laughs> it's gone all fancy now. But uh, I don't know. Uh, in terms of modern day films, it's tough to come up one after uh, some off the top of my head. And then songs, like all songs, if you listen to the actual lyrics, are fantastic. And mm. I love going into the car and just turning the radio and belting out some songs. Thank God no one else can hear me because I'm a crap singer. But <laughs> ah, fuck it, sing like no one's listening. Deadly. Um, Finally, we're gonna wrap it up now, okay? What? I'm robbing this final question from another podcast, but who cares? Um, impact theory, check it out, you love it. What's the impact you wanna have either for yourself or on the world? Um, I suppose my impact on the world, I don't really care what the impact on the world is. Um, well, it, there's, there's two sides to it. I don't care about the impact on the world is in terms of, I don't care what people say that oh Jesus Nate McLoon when I'm when I'm long gone she's mm. Nate McLoon did all this amazing stuff I don't care about that kind of thing but I care about kind of my impact on myself and kind of being able to provide myself with an environment and and and, and the ability to kind of strive and kind of progress as a human and kind of achieve some of my goals dreams and ambitions and even if I don't achieve them being able to kind of have that uh, drive and the attempt to actually go and do it but i suppose then Just the other true true yes, yeah yeah suppose, i kind of live for me and kind of be a good human because i think co people's core values say a lot about them but um i think and i'm hugely ambitious in terms of finance and stuff but we don't have the time to go into it we'll be here for a long time you talking about to do a part two i think yeah might do but uh, then in terms of suppose impact on the world i didn't when i said i didn't care what my impact was it was maybe a little bit uh brash or a little bit uh incorrect I do want to kind of, with the lad voice thing, and you know, it's a small scale at the moment, but I don't really care if I'm helping 25 people, 26 people, 2,000 people, as long as I'm helping people, you know, I think that's brilliant, and kind of to be able to kind of shed some light on a dark situation is fantastic. Deadly. Naden, thanks very much. Just very quickly, where can people find you? 
yeah so you can uh, for lad voice you can get me on instagram is ladvoice at ladvoice.ie um, for on facebook it's just called ladvoice twitter it's called ladvoice and i think there's an l at the end of it uh, and then my website is called ladvoice.ie you can just search ladvoice on uh, google and come up with the first result brilliant hey thanks very much brilliant, brilliant. cheers thanks for having me